your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. Let's try that again. How about there? All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM to a Wednesday. And Rebecca Cook is in studio with me for the first half of the hour. She is running for, I don't like to say Congress. She is running for the U.S. US House. House. Yeah, because Congress is Congress, and people (laughs) think the Congress is the House, but the House is the House, and the Senate's the Senate, and it's all Congress. But you're running for the U.S. House here in the 3rd Congressional District. I feel like you haven't stopped running for the U.S. House in the 3rd Congressional District. You ran uh, before last election, I don't know how far back you want to go, but then, sure. but then the election ended, yeah. and there was probably a time period where you didn't win the primary yeah. between that and the the general, general election, election that yeah. maybe you didn't run. <laughs> I don't know, but then right after that, you probably started running again. Well, so right after uh, the primary election, uh, you know, I got right to work in helping Brad Half. Um, who was successful in, in winning the nomination. And sure. so was doing a lot of different things up in the Eau Claire area, which is where I'm from, um, you know, hosting fundraisers, getting out and doing some canvassing. But then I was also helping other women on down ballot races because I think that's so important in building, you know, a bench for the Democratic Party. And so was helping Leah Spicer that's kind of more near the Spring Green area, Allison Page, who's over in River Falls, Danielle Johnson, who was in Menominee, and then Maria Bamonti from Mondovi. So, you know, I didn't really stop going. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I don't like to sit on the sidelines, you know, when I think there's um, so much at stake in these elections that, um, yeah, it was important for me to keep showing up. So, um, so I showed up in a big way for those folks. And then, um, obviously, you know, the spring election, we had um, – Judge Janet on the ballot, and so was active, you know, in organizing up there a bit as well, too, in the spring. So, how much better do you think you are at this now than, you know, a couple <laughs> years ago? Um, I don't know that it's better, maybe more comfortable. Yeah, um, that, well, that's you know what, what I mean. mean? Like, like, you're just like, yeah. you, you kind of know, how, you know, how to, how to talk, I guess, doing this show. <laughs> I, as I stumble at trying to get, get the words out during the show when I first started, it was. You know, yeah. just like anything, when you first start, it's, it's probably a little bit of a struggle, but then you kind of, because I would say even just now, a couple of minutes, I'm like, oh yeah, way more comfortable than the last <laughs> time we were in here. I think I'm more comfortable just being myself. And I think like I did so well in the primary, you know, I won 11 out of 19 counties, which is pretty, you know, great for a first time candidate, having really been us- underestimated by a lot of folks. And so for me, that was a signal that people like who I am and on authentically who I am and what I'm about and where I'm from. And so, um, you know, it's pretty easy to show up and be myself, right? Do you ever get to go home because this <laughs> district's huge? And if you're just going to be campaigning all the time, then, yeah, you might as well just live out of, a, out of your car or something. Yeah, I mean, I do. We did a lot of driving around. You might remember we did that 19-county district tour last cycle. And so intend to do something like that again in an even bigger way. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we're starting early. You know, so we I launched just last week on Monday. And because this district is so vast geographically, like it's really going to take time to move around it and to build really authentic relationships with folks. So... And, so. and you're bailing on me halfway through the show to go. I'm going to the county fair. So, um, yeah, so I'm super stoked to go to that it's fair season, um, which I feel excited about. I used to show dairy cattle up in Eau Claire. So I was a bit of a showgirl in the day. I was in 4-H. So we had 
registered Holsteins on my family's farm. So I showed at the Colfax Fair, the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa, and then the Eau Claire County Fair as so well as the state fair. When you say, sh- what are you showing? Um, dairy you're, cattle. You're doing dairy cattle. Okay. Yes. Yep. I mean, you, did, did you, did it, does anyone show ducks? Like, here's my show duck. Um, people do show ducks, but not in the same way as you might be thinking. Um, they don't have halters. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I sh- I've shown dairy registered Holsteins is what we had for a long time. Okay. Nothing so. else though. Like, you know, cause I have a friend that still does this with her yeah. kids. They live on a farm back in Appleton area and. Um, you know, it's everything. It's like yeah. pigs and, you know, like. Well, I did other projects in 4-H. So yeah. I did like ceramics, cup flowers, <laughs> photography. I, made, I actually had a friend. I made say, a quilt one year. Yeah. So I had a friend because I have a whole bunch of lilies. She's like, you should show those at the county fair. You should. Like that. You absolutely like, should. And I was like, well, then I have to cut them. And I don't yeah. want to cut them. <laughs> so. They'll grow back. They'll come back. They're perennial. So Yeah, right. <laughs> but then they're all gone. Like, they're not, like, I don't know, show them off while the people come over. Yeah. 608-785-7914. If you want to shoot me a text, we got a question for Rebecca Cook, who's running for the U.S. House in the 3rd Congressional District. That's currently held by Derek Van Orden. Do you anticipate, like, 50 people running for this seat? You know, I hope not. Um, you know, I think we really need to consolidate support to take on our real opponent is, and that's Derek Van Orden. We had a pretty crowded primary last cycle, and that's why I'm getting out so early is to really, you know, build the resources that are necessary to get my message out to be able to win in a general election, um, you know, and hopefully to try to consolidate the field. So, but we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of um, conversation, speculation, but um, I guess I'm not really going to speculate until someone's in the arena. Right. So for sure. All right, we got to take a news break. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. In the studio with me is Rebecca Cook. She is running for the third congressional district. She's already announced. We're we're like a little over a week into announcing pretty early. Mm-hmm. So we had a meeting this morning here, and I was like, uh, campaign season started because Rebecca <laughs> announced. So like, let the money fly because you guys have to raise. It's all about raising money, huh? Do you it- feel like that's that's a big burden? Uh, it is like definitely at the beginning. I mean, it's an unfortunate part of like our political process and our political system. It's like who raises the most dollars is the most viable. I mean, right? that was a big talk with PATH and Van Orden is the yeah. National Democratic Party yeah. didn't go go get behind PATH and Van Orden raised like seven-ish million dollars. So Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely need, you know, support again, I think, to, to win this seat back blue. Um, you know, but my I'm I'm used to doing things on a shoestring budget. Um, I was outspent by bo- most folks in our primary last cycle, but yet play second. And so know how to make a dollar stretch you pretty just, far. You just get the car with the best gas mileage? Is that what um, you're doing? I don't know. My car has no air conditioning. <laughs> no air I still have that still? same car. That. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're just like riding in that can, old can Ford somebody Escape. campaign donation, but it's like fix your uh, air conditioner? Probably not. Or is that illegal? That, that would be illegal. Okay. So, but we're just, you know, making well, it work. I mean, honestly, it's only... Does know how to do this? My dad is not much of a mechanic. No, okay. You know, um, but... I but just yeah, think all dads okay. that are like... Well, like you, so your dad's a farmer. So yes. I just think, okay, he's got to know how to tinker on stuff. But air conditioning. Air conditioning in a car, not a thing. We have a neighbor that kind of fixes all our cars. Yep. So, And you're never home. So, <laughs> um, Okay, so you, you're, you've been in lacrosse today. You're headed to the county fair, which I think started today at, yeah. over by the Speedway in West Salem. Um, any like, okay, I need to go. I always go to elephant ears because I like elephants, but I don't even eat elephant ears. But that's my funny county fair. Do you like I need to go to the county fair and get this? 
Um, food, isn't it for me? I love to honestly walk through the dairy barns, which sounds really dorky, but just like what we were talking about yeah. is I used to show cattle. So I like to just walk through. You go in there see. and you're, you're super judgy. Like, uh, well, I kind of like, <laughs> like to go through and see what kids have brought, you know, what their heifers, you know, look like and how big the show is. What's, what's sad is like you walk through like a county fair now and like the, the numbers have significantly dwindled of mm-hmm. exhibitors because we don't have as many dairy farms. Sure. And, and so, is that about small dairy farms? Because the, the, the I don't even know what would it be a factory farm a thousand head? I have no idea. Probably more like, than that. Okay. Yep. So, so, oh my God. Yeah. So many. <laughs> like, cause you're, because that guy's not bringing, I mean, would that Registered guy. Registered Holstein. Would his kid bring a. Potentially. Maybe, I mean, right? a lot of farms that are bigger too, they might have like a barn that's like, you know, their show cattle or they're registered or they're, you know, have sure. a breeding program. And so they might have, but, you know, they're not all of them. They're winning all the 4-H battles too because they're. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, so you'll know you'll have um, you'll have the county fair like the youth exhibitors and then some county fairs have an open show. So people of any age can show. And that's when kind of the ringers come in and they, you know, big outfits come in with their really good cattle. So big outfits, they put outfits on cows. No, No, big outfits. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I'm just kidding. Um, Do you have like, okay, so when you're in lacrosse today, do you have like a you know what? I got a hit up. A lot of people go to Buzzer Billy's. A lot of people go to the Freight House to eat supper. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What's your what's your go-to? So, Governor Evers yesterday had to go get ice cream at the Pearl. That's of course he, he did. That's his jam. Yeah. Um, no, so I love to go to the Root Note. Um, I know Corey, the owner, pretty well over there. And so I always like to go and have lunch there, have coffee there. So I had lunch there today. Um, Shubies. I don't know. Are you familiar with Shubies Deli? What Shubie is. You have never been to Shubies? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, it's a couple blocks from there. That was kind of my go to um, last cycle when I was in lacrosse oh. a lot. It was like my pre debate meal. Oh, okay. We go to Shubies. It's a little <laughs> deli. Freedom. I'm thinking like in, in high school, this is really bad, but in high school, we always ate spaghetti before our basketball games. Yeah. You your do. spaghetti feed. Yeah, I know. Eat, to make we... you really lethargic. Right. Yeah. Spaghetti right before, like an hour before basketball, eat like giant plates yeah. of spaghetti when you should do it like a day before at least but uh so your your pre-debate meal is <laughs> yeah it's like a roast beef sandwich at <laughs> shoebies there you go but you know the other place that i really love well that i like i guess love from afar is love child i haven't like actually gotten to eat there yet but i've had cocktails there okay. so have you been there i have not i'm okay. not not like, are you not much of a I just foodie? don't no i just okay. not no okay. and for for not being a foodie me and yeah. dr anthony jagoski Two yeah. not foodies. We'll talk about food all the time. Yeah. We talked about the Thailand uh, n- no meat cheeseburger with twenty slices of American okay. cheese. Last week, I missed I that part of that interview, <laughs> so. but but yeah, I think like part of it is I like to come and like frequent small businesses when I'm here and right, to get to sure. know small business owners, and I think that's a good way to do that. You wouldn't win many start... votes if you're like, well, I really like to hit the subway downtown. Right? No offense to the subway yeah. Downtown, like... No, yeah. No offense to that franchise owner. That but, KFC yeah. on the north side <laughs> with the best real estate in all of Lacrosse. I got to get me some KFC. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so, for sure. Um. All right. So. And and obviously you you check a lot of boxes when it comes to like a real person running for the seat because you were a small business owner mm-hmm. you run a nonprofit for women uh, you're a farmer's daughter so you grew up on a farm and um, you know if you want to check the military box we did this all last time mm-hmm. your your brother was in the navy and now you told me off the off the air that your brother is trying to start a farm so. Yeah. Uh, any of the boxes? Have you checked any extra boxes? You know what? I need to check a couple more boxes before I. <laughs> I don't know that it's about box checking, 
but it is a well, part of like... Well, it's about relating to people. You yeah, know. for sure. I think like I have a lot of lived experiences that connect in this district. Like this is a very blue collar, very working class district. And so it just so happens that a lot of things that I've done with my life, I think resonate with people. And so um, the one thing that I am doing that we talked a little bit off air about oh, is... Oh, you're waitressing now. <laughs> That's right. I totally like, I, I meant to say that. Yeah, like... You're running for U.S. House and you're waitressing now because you sold your small business because it was too hard to run a small business and campaign last election, right? Yeah, it was more than that, I think. Um, you know, it's really hard to make um, a good profit, too, on, on a retail store. You know, the margins are pretty thin, and I had done it for a long time through the pandemic and made it work and, um, you know, had an opportunity to renew my lease and wanted to, to move on. When that, you run so. a small business, so you're running yeah. something in downtown Eau Claire. I don't remember what kind of, like, what were you selling? It was a retail store. So retail. Um, made in America goods, so mostly, like, home goods, jewelry, pottery, all, you know, made in the Midwest or the U.S. Right, so. and you need help running that. But do you yeah. find yourself just working 70 hours a week because you need yeah. to Yeah, I mean, it's like, work? it's honestly, yeah, it's a labor of love. I mean, and you've got to be, to know you're not clocking in at, this time and clocking out at this time, you're always kind of working. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the nature of the beast. But I think in the way that I was raised, like when you're on a farm and when you think about farmers, I think of them as Wisconsin's original entrepreneur. Like you're never really clocking in and clocking out of that. You're always working. And so for me, it wasn't like it was that big of a jump, you know, to be able to, to be an entrepreneur. So, um, okay. Wait, Rick is taking a picture yep, of me now. <laughs> while you're talking. You're not supposed to say that. Oh, whoops, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, but, so since then, you you started then, waitressing, right? So this yeah. is the perfect opportunity for you to waitress slash campaign. If you <laughs> asked your boss if it's okay, if you, hey, by the way, uh, the specials today are, also, I'm running for Congress. <laughs> well, honestly, it's funny just because it's, it's in Eau Claire, so I know most, a lot of folks in Eau Claire. So people come in and will say, you know, I wish you'd run again, or I was really excited about your campaign, or or I didn't vote for you, and I'd say, why not? And have those kind of conversations. Yeah. Um, and I They think, say that after they get their food? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of dignity in hospitality work. Um, and, you know, I work mostly weekends um, and nights, and I've just really enjoyed kind of getting back into that space. And the folks that I work for are some people that actually won the grant, the nonprofit that I run. Um, they won some startup capital to start their business, and I was – coming off the campaign trail and looking for something different to do. And I was like, are you guys looking for any help? And yeah. so, so yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And I think it just offers an opportunity to connect with like one-to-one with just patrons, if, but if you also were running, like, if you were running for like assembly or Senate in the state right now, I'd be yeah. like, is your campaign about waitresses getting $2 an hour? Because that would be, and, but like what, so yeah. I've, I've had the conversation on Monday about a yeah. lot about minimum wage. Right. The tipped how, wage serve, like the tipped wage is crazy in the state. Yeah. It's like two something, two twelve mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but federally the minimum wage, the, the economist I had on Monday said there is no minimum wage. We don't have one because it's so low. Yeah. But we talked about like, if you want to talk about an issue here as you run mm-hmm. for, for us house yeah. is does, should even, should we even have a federal minimum wage? Because if you live in California, the minimum wage should be like maybe like $25 an hour. And if you live in, in La Crosse or Eau Claire or something like that, heck, I don't know, 16, 17 an hour might be might be a good start. I absolutely think we should have a federal minimum wage. I mean, it's a baseline for then what more folks can expand on, right, in other states and where the cost of living might be higher. Um, but I absolutely think that it's important. Um, you know, I paid my employees $15 an hour. It was something that I continued to increase, you know, with time. Like when I first opened my business, I think we were like, $10 an hour, like seven years ago, or $12 right. an hour. And then 
especially I think with the pandemic, I think that opened people's eyes up to, you know, all that their workers do. And um, so I was increasing my wages to 15. That's what I pay folks that work for me now. And, and that's still, I think, a baseline. I think there's more to do. So, um, so I make, I think, it's $12 an hour at the restaurant I work at plus tips. And so I've got, I mean, I have really great bosses, but, but not every Claire boss. But Eau Claire has something about, there is like an Eau Claire minimum wage, though. Isn't there for, for, for I think they, I think the business district did, did something there. Even though you can, well, maybe they can, they, legally they can't. But there, I feel like there was a story about that. Well, there's this. a story because there's an employer in Eau Claire that increased their starting wage to $16 an hour. Mm-hmm. And that kind of pushed the market to have to like reevaluate sure. because a lot of workers went to work at that with okay. that company. So it kind of like ma- did a little bit of an Even upset in the, in the hospitality industry of like what people were, which, you know, I think is, is healthy to be like, okay, let's reevaluate that. Cause the but, argument against minimum wage is that not being seven twenty five an hour or being 15 or something like mm-hmm. that is a, it shouldn't be 15 anymore anymore. It should be higher than that. Mm-hmm. And B like, there nobody pays seven twenty five an hour anymore, so that's always the argument. Yeah, but people do. Right. <laughs> Especially like I worked at a restaurant in Eau Claire. Like when I first moved back home to Eau Claire, I worked at a restaurant where it was like yeah, it was two fourteen or two twenty five for tipped wage servers. Yeah. Or two forty four. And that was a crazy wage because you think about like when people come in and you're like rolling silverware and mopping the floors, you're making that's all you're making. And if you're you know, if you have a business owner that's not really a good steward, you know, to like getting folks in, you might just be sitting around all day making that wage and maybe you'll get, you know, right. a few bucks and tip here and there. Well, it's weird here too, because in Eau Claire is a little bit different, but in La Crosse, you go across the river, minimum wage for those type of workers is minimum wage. It's ten fifty nine yeah. an hour for bigger yeah. companies and eight sixty three an hour. But Minnesota's yeah. minimum wage increases with inflation or by two and a half percent, whichever is lower, so it increases by two and a half percent, pretty much. Well, when I I was um, working as a waitress in college, when um, the tip wage when it was increased for the first time, and that was kind of a big deal. I guess that was in I don't know, like up to like I think it was eight dollars an hour for. Their, okay. But that was a few, quite a few years ago. <laughs> okay, aside from. Anyways, yeah, lots of wage talk. But, right. Well, yeah. as, you know, aside from minimum wage, is there just you know these are. These, this is a big issue if I'm if I'm your mm-hmm. rep for house. I mean, what, do you have like a top three list of, of yeah, issues heading in? For and sure. are you excited to be represented in the U.S. House? Because all I see is a bleep show sometimes. Are uh, you ready to just go after Hunter Biden? <laughs> I think there's a lot of chaos in D.C. right now. I think that there's that we're really represented by like insiders and elites. And I don't feel like there's a lot of people in Congress right now that are really a waitress. Right. right. Well, that's super true. Like, I mean, no, for real. Like, you you're know. a small business owner, uh, grew up on a farm, and now you 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 have this experience of waitressing. So, I mean, that's uh, literally probably like half the people listening have at least done one of those things. Yeah, and that's reflective of like our constituency here, and you know, I so I can bring some of those lived experiences to the policy making table. So, you know, for example, like. Healthcare is a top issue. I mean, it's always been it's the top of my priorities page on my website. Uh, for me, expanding Medicare to cover vision, dental, and hearing is one of my top priorities. Um, you know, as folks age, like I think about my parents who are in their 70s and have had a lot of different health problems, and it doesn't cover that. You know, they're getting their dental work done in Mexico when they go, you know, on their once-a-year vacation, right? Oh, and we so, take ours to Iola, Wisconsin. So Oh, you do? <laughs> to a car show. So. 
Okay, yeah. well, that's good to know. All right, now I mean, go to Mexico and get your dental okay, work done. Yeah, I mean, so that's one, you know, so that's one area. You know, obviously, Roe v. Wade was overturned uh, right in the middle of this election cycle um, last year. And so, I, and you know, we're, we've come up on that anniversary, and we're still in the same boat. And I think that's going to be a huge priority both in this campaign and something that I'm going to really be advocating for, you know, when I'm in office. Yeah, so. that seems like hard. Like you want to codify that, codify right? Codify to federal law. I mean, that seems impossible unless you get sixty senators, unless we change the rules in the Senate. But I don't, I don't know if that would ever happen. Either. I mean, we'll see. You yeah. know, I think that there's there's time to prove that, and there's time to win elections and have different leaders in office. And so, but that's something that's a priority to me as well. Um, you know, I had a lot of labor union support last cycle. Um, so organized labor, I was already out. Um, Teamsters are doing practice pickets. UPS Teamsters are potentially going to go on strike August 1st if they don't reach a contract negotiation. I know. I had a UPS guy come yesterday and then, like, I didn't, Yeah. I was, I should have asked him about it. I was you should have asked him about so it. Totally yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So I've been, like, out with those folks and just, like, hearing, like, what, you know, what the company has been doing. They haven't even been meeting those folks to negotiate. Um, and Line of Kugels, I think. is And Line is, of Kugels as well. So I went up there that same day. That's a different um, Teamsters local that represents them. But um, they're, they're out striking as, as well. So, like, for example, talking about minimum wage and talking about what workers make, a preloader with UPS, so somebody that loads all the boxes. I saw this kid come out, you know, of the, the hub the other day, just drenched in sweat. Oh, for sure. And what they're really, what one of these, like, the contract negotiations are really about is they make fifteen fifty an hour. Yeah. To do that super like hard a, manual like, labor. you know, like the hardest job. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a super hard job. And so it's like, that's the bare, that's what they're making. And so, you know, when you talk about minimum wage and where we need to start and where we're going, um, I think significant increases need to happen. But I'm somebody that's... Um, super supportive of of unions and and workers' rights, and so that's going to be, I think, a big piece to both my campaign and you know the things that I advocate for on the House floor. All right, so you're headed to the county fair. You're going to yeah. be with the 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 Dems. The Dem. Yeah. What is it called? The like booth, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to be at their there. booth, and I'm going to you know walk around too. Like that's what folks usually expect you to do is stand around at the booth. But I think people are a little shy to come up to booths. Like if you do see me there, if anybody's listening, right. don't be shy. But, um, but I like to also walk around and get in the barns and talk to exhibitors and go to the tilt a world and stuff like that. I don't no, know I'm if I'll kidding. do that. <laughs> I know, I know, um, all right. And then if people want to, want to reach out to you, like yeah. uh, what's the best way to like, just hit, hit you up if they want, if they yeah, have questions. Um, or... A few different ways. So you can follow Like if you want to follow us and see what I'm doing, like we're always out, I'm always out on the road. Um, so we're on Facebook, um, cook for Congress on Instagram. Do you cook let people Congress. know where you're going to be before you go to the place? We, ha- we didn't really last cycle. We're going to try to do more of that okay. and have like an event schedule. Like we're going to be doing a number of these cookouts. So I have a launch event this Sunday in Eau Claire. It's called a cookout. My last name, C O O K E. We're going to have oh, burgers nice. and food and all that kind of stuff. Probably about a hundred people will be there mm-hmm. and then we're going to do a series of those kind of throughout the summer um to just kind of get connected with folks you, in real life again and do you woman the grill man the grill do you woman the grill then no, i'm not going to be doing no, that one um my boyfriend will actually be doing that but <laughs> right. um but yeah so i think it's just a great opportunity to get to meet me and get to have a conversation i really love connecting with folks in person but um you can follow along with us on social media like i said instagram facebook we're on twitter but i think twitter is kind of a cesspool so like we use that sort of yeah. um and then, yeah, if you want to 
like contact me directly if you want to help introduce us to folks. Um, you can just email info at cookforwisconsin.com, and that would be the best way. Yeah. Um, but we're always just, trying to and, get – And that's on your website, I'm And that's sure. on like, our website. Like so Cook that's, for Congress or something like that, I'm guessing. Yeah, cook, it's cookforwisconsin.com. Cookforwisconsin.com. Cook for Congress was taken for some reason. Oh, okay. So somebody stole it from Somebody it. stole and it. Everybody, it's cook with an E. So Yeah. That's Rebecca Cook. She's headed to the county fair. We'll be back. Uh, Brad's got to do the news. And uh, if you want to shoot me a text or give me a call, 608-785-7914. Thanks, Rebecca. That's where you say thanks. Thank, thank Mar- you. Mark did this to me yesterday. <laughs> I didn't, it was quiet. Or, I wasn't you're welcome. Sure. I don't know. Um, was... Thank you so much for having me, Rick. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. All right, it's all me. So if you want to call, text, you got a, you got your opinions on uh, Rebecca Cook running running for U.S. House in the Third Congressional District. I'm I'm all ears or eyes, I guess. If you shoot me a text, I'm trying to sign into my email as well, but it's asking me for super multi identification verifications. It used to be just one thing, and now oh my god, I got to sign in so many times. Six oh eight. 785-7914 is the talk and text lines if you want to get in here. Uh, yeah, Rebecca Cook launched her campaign two Mondays ago. Kind of early, but that's the world we're living in. And I don't think she ever stopped campaigning, as we, we kind of alluded to. Uh, we'll see how many people end up running in the 3rd Congressional District for the Democrats. Because it'll, it'll only be, I'm guessing it'll only be one for Republicans because it was only one in, for an open seat. So when Ron Kind left after 26 years, he retired. I think it was like 20, it might be 25 years or 27. I, I want to say it was like a, a, an odd number of years. But when he retired and announced that, that left that seat open. And Derek Van Orden put his, put his well, I guess he'd already run the, the time before that. And almost, well, he almost did beat Ron Kind. So it kind of made sense. But then Republicans didn't run anyone else against him. And that's kind of the way, it's kind of weird to me that you just like, oh, the, the party gets behind one person and then nobody else, nobody else wants to run. It, 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 is, is it that so much or is that the district's so huge and it's such a burden to, to run in something like that, that nobody wants to do that? I don't know. 608-785-7914. Is it, is it, is it too much a burden to run for a district like that? It, it would be kind of like if you're running for a statewide office. Uh, but we see plenty of people doing that. But the power is a little bit greater uh, if you're running for for Senate, I guess. If you're 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 one of 50 people, that would be a U.S. senator. So that's or one of 100 people, I should say, uh, to be a U.S. senator. So that's cool. Or if you're running for governor, uh, it's a little bit more power. So the the idea there, the the payoffs a little bit better. The district's bigger because it's, it's the whole state versus you know. But the third congressional at this point goes to Stevens Point. It goes up to Eau Claire. It goes down past past Prairie du Chien. I, I, uh, I, 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 honestly, I don't know how south, how much further south it goes, but I always call it the bicep district, and it may have changed a little bit, and it may have, it may even change again. Rebecca wasn't even sure how far into the central Wisconsin she ha- can or has to go, because come a couple weeks from now, or about a month and a half from now, we'll we'll have a new state supreme court, and then there will be a lawsuit over the gerrymandered maps. And then we'll see if the district changes again, right in the you know a year out from from the election. So uh, it's it's a little bit a little bit goofy. 
Uh, I had Mark Newman on yesterday. He was a person that was running for Congress the last two times. He was somebody that ran against Ron Kine. So we had a Democrat run against a Democrat that was an incumbent, an incumbent for two decades. Um, so Democrats were doing it. But uh, Newman uh, sounds like he, he might be getting behind Rebecca Kine, maybe maybe at some point. But he says, uh, Rebecca's great, he texts in here, Rebecca's great-great-grandfather is Chauncey Cook, Civil War veteran, Buried in Buffalo County with grave markers reading, a soldier of the Civil War for the Union of the States and Freedom of the Slaves, a friend of colored races and Indian and the Negro. His history of civil rights advocacy is great family heritage for Rebecca. Uh, So that's uh, Mark Newman texting in. I was arguing, so I had Mark Newman on yesterday to talk about child care in La Crosse as we passed some legislation there. $400,000 $400,000 for the parenting place to kind of oversee uh, child care help. I guess, I, you know what, I, I probably need him to come back and explain it a little bit better. What is Or have the parenting place on and talk about what they're doing. Um, Vicki Markison with the uh, BizCast podcast. I, I always want to say podcast after it, but if you say BizCast, then do you know it's a podcast? Uh, but you can, she talked to the parenting place and it's at wisdomnews.com slash podcast. But with uh, but I talked to him about childcare. I talked to him about that how, uh, homeless legislation, uh, just kind of redefining or better defining what camping or no camping is. But the other thing that I didn't talk to him about was parking in downtown La Crosse, and um, it wasn't. It's not really an issue to talk with Rebecca Cook about because she is running for the U.S. House of Representatives, so she's running for a you know federal office or a national office. But she was a small business owner. So off the air, we talked about this a little bit, just the idea of of charging for parking in downtown La Crosse. It's something that we're going to be doing here at some point. But uh, I'll get to it in a minute here. Joe, Joe is calling in. Hey, Joe, you're on the air, man. Hey, I just wanted to point this out. I'm sorry it's totally off subject. Oh, good. But someone told me today that there's a website you can go on and check uh, the wildfires going on in Canada right now that are affecting the air quality here in the United States. Okay. It's probably there's, a web, there's a website that you can go on and check, and you can see the fire intensities and the areas in which they're burning. One thing that's kind of curious, I encourage people to go to this website, and they have the major cities listed uh, along with the the fires that are occurring in the area. You can go ahead and... and Google search those cities in Canada, and after the city search, type in church fire. Every single one of these places in Canada that's an epicenter for a fire has been started by a uh, an arson uh, burning a Christian church. Just wants everybody to be aware of that. Check that out. That's why we have never seen this before. It's not a normal fire season because it's arson burning christian churches okay so, sounds good joe uh this sounds like uh the one time when somebody called and said something about uh antifa coming to storm our churches at uh a motel in on alaska and then somebody some crazy person went and slashed a bunch of tires and uh at that at that hotel of those buses which were not antifa uh, but thanks, Joe. That's not that doesn't sound crazy at all. That uh, the, the Canadian wildfires were started by uh, a bunch of people burning what he calls Christian churches, uh, not the other churches, just Christian ones. It couldn't have been lightning at all, or or somebody not putting a fire out. Um, that wouldn't be that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, you can just look at air quality. Air quality in on Alaska. I don't have lacrosse, but I have air quality in on Alaska is thirty 
it's good. The air quality is good today. So if anyone's curious about that, anyone that's headed out to play volleyball. Um, okay, so I was I was mentioning that uh, I didn't get to talk to Mark Newman about charging for downtown parking, and I brought this up the last two times I've had the mayor on, and I I, I started just ranting to Mark Newman on text today because I forgot. I'm like, dang, I had you on, and I wanted to talk about you guys having to pass because the the city council will have to pass. Uh, the the idea that we're gonna we're gonna pay four hundred or the city's gonna pay four hundred fifty thousand dollars for some kiosks to go throughout downtown so that people can go and and check in to uh, you know get charged for downtown parking. But I asked Rebecca off the air, Rebecca Cook, um, because she owned a business in downtown Lacrosse. Does downtown Eau Claire, or downtown Eau Claire, did it, w- w- with her being a business owner in downtown Eau Claire, did she want people charged for parking? And she said no. Said just it's just one more hassle for people to have to think about that keeps them away from coming downtown because obviously if you go anywhere else that's not downtown and you go to a business you're not getting charged for parking, right? So if you if you want to go to a store or restaurant down here you'd be like okay on top of everything else I got to get charged for parking. But my thing is if you charge a dollar an hour for parking in downtown Lacrosse you're essentially just taking a dollar an hour for everybody that works here, and it wouldn't affect me very much but it would affect. Uh, Quite a few because parking st- the, the the charge stops at like six p.m. I think so, um, but it would affect everybody that works at nine to five. So if they work nine to five, uh, they literally just take that eight hours, take a dollar off of your pay because that's the money that they're going to take for charging for parking. Uh, Mark's argument on the text line, I think, was something uh, when he was texting me was, was something about like we're trying to make the city a, mo- a bit more pedestrian friendly and stuff like that. But I don't think charging for parking makes you more pedestrian friendly. I think it just makes it harder to come downtown. 608-785-7914, talk and text line. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. I just a couple minutes left here before I head over to the Cavalier to watch that uh, stand-up comic Steve Hofstetter who came in the show last week. If you want to listen to that interview, it's on wisdomnews.com. There's a story about it. Some of the, some of the things he said, pretty funny things he said, uh, on the show. Uh, the, the one was the one about, uh, free school lunch and legalizing marijuana in Minnesota. It was pretty funny. Um, Sarge texted in. He goes, you think too small, the minimum wage. We were talking about the minimum wage with, uh, Rebecca cook, who's running for the U S house in the third congressional or the third district here. Uh, that includes lacrosse, and we were talking about minimum wage, but he said, you think too small, the minimum wage should be $50 an hour. Uh, it won't be long, probably. It probably should be in California, maybe. I don't I don't know if I agree that there should be a, a federal minimum wage because the discrepancies between you know living here in the Midwest or even living in Chicago versus living outside of Chicago, I would, I would say that, and you can't in Wisconsin, but I would say that, the minimum wage should be able dictated locally, at least by county or something. Um, not it shouldn't federally. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make quite a, that much sense. It makes a little bit more sense to have the states enact some kind of minimum wage. Uh, but you know, it's it's goofy here in Lacrosse. The minimum wage is seven twenty five, and across the river, it's like it's it's you know eight something for small businesses. So there's this uh, two tier system in Minnesota that that uh the minimum wage but um and then joe joe texan he asks uh well she left at this point joe but he he wanted to ask why why most farmers vote republican 
Um, yeah, that I think that you know, like if you keep talking like that, then yeah, maybe the 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 thinking is that farmers or rural people mostly do vote Republican, but I'm I'm not. So I'm I live in the rural areas and I don't tend to vote Republican at all. Uh, but I, I think that's a good strategy for Republicans to just keep saying it like that. But if you keep saying it like that, then you're then you're you're noting that all the city folk, uh, everyone that lives in cities, would vote the other way. So I I just don't I don't quite believe it. I I know the numbers probably probably lean that way a little bit, but um, the idea that we got to say it like that just means that we're splitting the vote in a way that isn't even healthy. Uh, because there definitely is Republicans that live in cities, and there's definitely Democrats that don't live in cities. So, uh, but if we keep talking like that, then we just kind of keep splitting ourselves uh, as a country, as a, as a community, even. And I just don't think that's healthy. And I, I don't, I don't like to think of it like that. Uh, the the fact that farmers vote Republican, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Um, all right. So coming up tomorrow, I actually don't. I don't have anyone coming up tomorrow, so we'll see. I was I want to get somebody from the city council to talk to me about parking. Maybe we can do that, um, or I might try to get Adam Murphy to come on and and kind of talk about. Uh, well, he was at the World Series of Poker. He doesn't even know this, but uh, I want to get him on to to talk about that a little bit and and some of the the the, the things going on nationally and around the state. Anyway, that's all the time I have for today. Thanks everybody for listening.